Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Tune Along. I thank you for stopping by. We are about to traverse on a nice experience tonight. It's Thursday night, heading off into the sunsets of Friday morning. Way hours of Friday morning. I got a special episode today. It's going to probably be a little bit hard for you guys, but if you can find it, uh, more power to you. But this episode right here is called, or I mean, I should say the, the show we're going to watch is called Radioactive, and it's season one, episode four, The Evil Empire. Ooh, I'm excited. Now, let me tell you, actually, before I tell you anything, let's go ahead and start the episode now. I'm going to cue you guys in. Like I said, it's going to be hard to find this episode. If you can go on YouTube online and find it, uh, season one, episode four, Radioactive. Let's get it going. In three, two, one, play. All right, we got the intro. Giancarlo something, Lucinda Davis, Melissa, Susan Glover. Okay, here we go. Now, you might remember this actress, Vanessa. Oh, I didn't get the name. But Vanessa, you guys remember Vanessa? If, you, if you've if you ever seen the movie Waiting with Ryan Reynolds, and, uh, she's the girl, she's the uh, the hostess of the, of the place, hitting on uh, the bald guy from... Anchorman. I should know his name. He's a phenomenal actor. Let me turn this down a little bit. So yeah, today we're watching an episode of Radioactive. I'm really excited. It does feel like a nice Thursday night, you know, show because YTV would play this show. Now, I don't know if this show ever played in the United States or anywhere else in the world. I'm assuming maybe you might have heard of it or you might have seen it once in your life at best. But in Canada, if you grew up in the 90s, this show was definitely on. It was on your radar. Whether you were in high school, elementary school, even university to some degree, I'm assuming. I don't know, but I felt like, I feel like this show was definitely watched. It's a great comedy. Uh, it does. I remember. I remember it being very funny. The actors are very good. Uh, you can compare it to, I guess, modern day or somewhat of a modern Nickelodeon sitcom with kids. Minus, uh, I would say, minus a lot of that cheese. This show here actually had some spunk to it. It had some some lessons to be learned, and at the same time, the over-exaggerated uh, reaction of some of the characters was done on, it's it always felt like it was done on purpose, almost like a satire of sorts, but this show just brings back great memories, and like I said, Monday to Thursday, because Friday, YTV always had a different lineup, different schedule, but Monday to Thursday, this show would have definitely been on your radar uh, right before going to bed, for myself anyway. It was one of those last shows watching... For the curtain call, for the getting in the fucking bed sheets and calling her a day, right? So you get a good laugh. But if you have a chance to watch this show, or even want to, you know, you've never heard about it, you want to give it a shot. Uh, I couldn't recommend this show anymore. I don't know how it holds up today. I haven't seen an episode of Radioactive. I mean, a full episode watching it and really being, you know, interested in it. I haven't seen an episode in probably twenty years. Well, maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe more like fifteen, but. The, it's an old show. It used to play a lot. Now, the characters on the show, these actors, you might recognize some of them from other shows. Like I said, Melissa. I'm look up her name after. We'll get the Kijiji going. Uh, Kijiji. Fuck Kijiji. We're going... K, uh, what's it called? Wikipedia. I always get that wrong. Kijiji and Wikipedia. Same shit, right? <laughs> but no, it's not. But anyways. So, if you guys don't know, these characters, these actors... Uh, we're going to be, I guess at the time, we're some of Canada's biggest and brightest upcoming stars uh, on the TV set, on the TV realm. So the guy, if you guys don't know, there's another show called Fries with That. If you've ever heard of that show, well, you know that the guy with the spiky hair, Giancarlo, the, I forget his last name, but he is in that show. He is, um, he's the manager of the restaurant. 
and and that fries with that also has kind of a similar vibe i feel like it's made by the same creators as this show i could be wrong he's gonna miss again <laughs> this this uh off uh, what's his name principal flinsworth something worth right great character really funny over the top but just these act just something about these actors that felt really good like they were really talented uh, they probably still are just never got really that their big shot um, in canadian media they try to promote a lot of canadian content canadian actors which is normal every country's got their thing right but this for me is the pinnacle of 90s kids i would say teenage sitcom uh, it's as good as it gets it's probably one of the best shows you're going to get out there along with maybe student bodies which was out a little bit earlier um maybe in the similar category as boy meets world but boy meets world was a little bit more serious at times uh this is straight up just you know joke after joke but really cleverly put so now like i said watch this episode if you have a chance on your own if you've never seen it but we're gonna go ahead and go on kijiji right now we're gonna go on wikipedia and take a look and see what radioactive has done to the internet now if i just type radioactive i'm I'm not gonna get anything we need to have radioactive tv show see what we get just the intro uh, as well if you guys heard the intro song it's catchy it's um it's something okay so this came out in 1998 to 2001 so it's a late 90s show it's a late bloomer can consider it uh yeah two years in the 90s one year two years and no three years in the, yeah two and two it's got three seasons okay Giancarlo Caltabiano plays George Goodwin Lucinda Davis uh Vanessa Lenges or Lenges sorry I'm not good with those names but Vanessa Lenges I think she was uh at the time she might have been a model or something. She was definitely definitely one of the more popular characters. Uh, you see her in, like I said, Waiting and probably a few other movies. Uh, just another up-and-coming actress from the times, from the uh, Canadian repertoire of actors. Now we can see here, oh, more like this. You got Freaky Stories, Mummies Alive. Yeah, just your typical YTV 90s lineup. So if we go back here, let's take a look. Radioactive TV series. Okay, Radioactive is a Canadian sitcom television series broadcast on YTV based on the Quebec French series Radio Enfer, Enfer, about group of students at Upper Redwood High managing their own school radio station. That's right, that's right. They have a radio station and they everybody kind of hops on, does their thing. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That's a, th- that's a classic thing about the 90s and I want to say 80s too, but just your high school radio. I remember going to high school. We didn't have one, but for I remember maybe for like a few months they opened it up. They had, there was the old the old radio room, the media room, and I remember a couple of kids just inquiring about it, opening it out, and um, and I actually went on. Uh, I was asked to do a couple impressions and whatnot of you know stupid shit, but it was fun. And I from what I remember, the quality on the audio speaker was not that good, so people didn't really know what was going on. It just sounded muffled. But it would have been a cool, it is a cool concept, bringing back the radio station for your school, elementary school or high school. Uh, of course, today, uh, with, you know, who knows, I would say the immaturity level has definitely gone down a bit. Kids today seem more sedated. So I don't know if they would, you know, use the mic in inappropriate ways. I'm assuming there's kids out there. But when I was growing up, you better believe you would have had to have a teacher in the room 
uh, to keep an eye, including myself. So, so let's take a look here. There's not a whole lot, just a bunch of episodes. They're showing, you know, there's a lot of episodes, 78 episodes over the course of three seasons, 26 a season. Always that, that famous number, 26 when it comes to TV shows. Uh, here we go. Okay, Radioactive follows a group of students at Upper Redwood High who have a radio show. Chaos follows as the group try to work together and watching out for the sneaky Miss Noelle Atoll, who always believes they're up to something. I see. Yeah, see, they would have been a mischievous group. But they, here's the thing. They're in high school, but all of them look like they're in university. A little bit too old for their age, which is kind of typical of uh, some of the 90s stuff. Even the high school students, the... Uh, they look like they were adults in some cases, some of those movies. But, let's take, yeah, that's it. They're, honestly, not really much. They say the main cast here, Giancarlo as George Goodwin. You've got Tanya Panda. That's a cool name. Kevin Calvin. <laughs> those are good radio names. Uh, Ethan St. John. I think Ethan, I remember Ethan. I think he's the, the younger-looking guy. Always got a nice haircut, clean cut. Uh, Angus B. Noseworthy. That's the pr vice principal. Okay, that's right. However, is laid back and has no self-discipline. Okay, so he's a bit of a pushover. You can go through him to get stuff. Noel Atoll, the supervising teacher in charge of Radioactive, whom the group dislikes. Miss Atoll is an English teacher and tends to hand out multiple detentions for those who work at Radioactive. Ah, the old police officer of the group. All right. Vanessa Lenges as Sarah Lay. Okay, Morgan's little sister. Oh, that's right, Morgan. I forgot about Morgan. Where's Morgan? Oh, yeah, Morgan Lay. Morgan is the product. Morgan is the productive, witty, and reliable one in the group. She strives to get perfect grades and frequently clashes with Kevin, Roger, and Blair. All right. So Vanessa, okay, Sarah Lay. Morgan Lane, Sarah Lay. Okay, Morgan's little sister who constantly annoys and interrupts the group. Mostly noted for her mail delivery and rollerblades. Okay. Ryan Wilner as Roger Richards. So he comes out in season two and three. Roger is one of, if not, the most intelligent of the group. He always gets good marks and is known to suck up to Miss Atoll. However, he is notable. Wait, Ryan Wilner. And then there's Blair Riznicki. Okay, I okay, I remember now. I remember watching this show in the in 99, 98, 99. And then yeah, they brought in two new characters. See, that just skipped me. That's another that's another thing. Watching this and reading this just brought back a little memory there. So there's two characters they added in. I remember that being kind of odd. You know, for myself being nine, eight, nine years old at the time, and you're you think your shows are always concrete and never changing, and then they add a few characters. At first, you don't like it, right? First, you kind of like a little reserved on the idea, but then after the characters start opening up, you go, you know what? These are my new favorite characters. They're great. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite character in the entire show, I would say George. George is uh, kind of the idiot, uh, just always doing something weird. Uh, George, he's an entertaining character. And I think that's maybe one of the main reasons why he got to go on fries with that is because of that. He's, he's, um, I don't know, he's good. In, he's really good in front of the camera. His, uh, I don't know how to put it, but he's really entertaining to watch and just a com good comedic act. Not to say everybody else doesn't have it, but there's something about George, the guy with the spiky hair, the blonde hair. Uh, he's definitely the glue on the team there. Like he is right now. They're throwing stuff in the dumpster. See, there's the guy. What's his name? Blair. I don't know. Sorry, I, I forgot. I don't know the names. I, I remember Morgan. Um, 
you see her a lot. She's she's always in front of the mic in the room talking on the radio. But just a great show playing on YTV. Great actors. And uh, it's bringing back good memories. Even the way the camera is full. I mean, to make a show like this didn't require much budget, if you think about it. Just need a, maybe a few lockers, just a, a room, a few pieces of equipment, and just quality actors can make any set uh, stand out. It's not about the set. It's really about the actors. And these actors, if you watch this show now, I have no idea how you're going to feel or how you're going you're gonna to take it. Even for myself, I'm sure if I was to sit down and watch, I would probably be biased with it and give it a good thumbs up because of the impact it had on me and the memories and all that. But watching it fresh, fresh like that, the way it is, I honestly have no idea how people would take it today. I mean, all the cultural references would be a lot different, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't get a lot of that, but something about it, something about it feels right on a nice Thursday night. Thank you for stopping by. I hope your week is going good. Tomorrow's Friday, heading off into the weekend. It'll be nice. Nice relaxing weekend. Wake up on Saturday morning if you can. Watch a cartoon. Like the good old days. Why not? A Thursday night always feels like a good time to watch, uh, you know, not the, not necessarily the uh, the most popular shows, but just a show that will make you motivated for your, your Friday morning. There's nothing better than, you know, pumping yourself up on a Thursday night with a good show, getting your, getting your memory juices flowing, nostalgia going, and then waking up on Friday morning feeling fresh, renewed. And, uh, and inspired and uh, I can remember I can remember back in the day back in high school watching watching a show on Thursday night whether it be radioactive or you know spider-man whatever it was and just going to school the next day early in the morning on Friday because we had uh, we would have band practice and right after I would go to the library and sit on the computer I had access to the internet which back then was kind of a little bit of a privilege you didn't have it on your phone you had to go to a computer and you had to find time to do it so being able to access the, the internet and the computer early in the morning with nobody around to just do whatever I wanted. I remember I, I remember printing up the entire script of Rush Hour Rush Hour 2 and Rush Hour 1. I mean, these are 80 to 100 you know page scripts and getting away with it. I couldn't believe it. But that, that was because, you know, I watched Rush Hour 1 on a Thursday night and just fell in love with the movie. First time I watched it, and I was just like, this is one of the greatest movies ever made for for, for what I was thinking back in high school, right? And, you know, just printing the script, getting so interested in the show, and I mean, in the in the movie, printing off pictures, putting them in my agenda, just being pumped. Just think, little things like that. But always, for some reason, always seemed to happen on a Thursday night and then pumping myself into the Friday morning during my whole day. It would make my weekend. You'd, you'd be done on Friday. Your entire Friday would, be, would just come and go because your brain was focused on something else, something that you were inspired by. Yeah, it's good. I, I can remember, actually, here's another good story. When SpongeBob SquarePants first came out, I was in grade six, I think. Yeah, I was in grade six. And uh, I remember I bought a book off Scholastic. It was a SpongeBob trivia book. I still have it. And I just remember reading it like crazy. I got it on the Thursday, and the entire Thursday I was in that book. Well, you know, come Friday morning, I remember I created a SpongeBob club at school. Stupid idea. I mean, maybe not, maybe, maybe today it is, but back then it was such a cool, I mean, I remember every single kid wanted to line up to be in the SpongeBob club. Uh, I made even a quiz. I, I asked stupid questions like, how do you make a Krabby Patty? And just, I tried to make it really, really hard. I felt I wanted to be exclusive, right? But just that idea. And I made this binder and all that with these pictures. 
But that was my Friday. I got so pumped up that Saturday morning, for some reason, I don't know if it was a fluke, but I wake up on YTV. They have a SpongeBob marathon for from 8 o'clock until 12 o'clock, four hours of SpongeBob. It felt like it was meant to be. It felt like that day was meant to be, right? Uh, but it all came from one inspiration, one book, just one book to get me pumped and psyched about a cartoon. And uh, sometimes that's all it takes, just a little nudge and a little direction where uh, you can find some inner peace. Some, if you want to go draw, if you want to write some stories, do some... Uh, it's always fun to watch uh, people do uh, fan fan stories. Uh, I forget what they call that. There's a term for that. But yeah, basically fan stories. You write your own stories for these characters that you you love and you enjoy watching on the screen. And you're playing around with them. You can put it online, write your stories. Oh, what a nice... <laughs> back to the show here. What a nice use of that fog machine. You don't see enough fog machine these days, huh? It, it feels like it's a little too much. Now they just CG it in. They put a little bit of a film on top and they just CG it in. But back then, you had to get the fog machine. Ah, oh, he's got the old World War II outfit. Supposed to be a robot. <laughs> I wonder what these uh, what these actors are doing today. If I had to guess, well, the most famous one that I know of, and I'm sure you guys would know of too, is uh, Vanessa Lenges. Lenges. But let's take a look at some of the other actors and what they're doing. Susan Glover uh, is a Canadian actress best known playing Sarah in Naked Josh. She's also known for voicing Miss Woods in Arthur. Huh. Isabella Davenlot in Amazon Jack, Miss Schumann in Spaced Out, Miss Larkin in later episodes of What's With Andy. What's With Andy? That's, what's what? Hang on a sec. What's what's with Andy? I seem to remember that show. That that name rings a bell. Let me just take a look. What's with Andy? Oh yeah. Okay, I remember what's with Andy now. If you guys have a chance, go Google what's with Andy. It's that kid with the white shirt. Just another great show that I don't remember, but I'm, I remember it being a good show. All these shows. I, was this a Teletoon show? I feel like this show would have played on Telezoom. I don't know, but that's another show we can watch. What's with Andy? That's a good, another classic remembery right there. So, Michael Yarmush. It just says he's an American-Canadian actor. Vic Sahay is a Canadian actor of Indian descent, best known for playing Kevin Calvin on Radioactive, Lester Patel on the NBC television series Chuck, and Rama... In the Roxy Hunter saga. I have no idea what they're talking about. Oh, he's at Comic-Con. He'd be a cool guy to meet. If you had to ask one of these uh, actors a question, what would it be? I honestly don't have a fucking clue. I would probably just ask, how'd you get the role? How'd you get the role on Radioactive? And Can you tell us any stories of things that happen off the set? Stuff like that. Lucinda Davis is an actress. She starred in the children's series Radioactive. Davis voiced Layla and Digit in the English version of Wings Club. Oh, Wings Club, huh? Made by Sinelum, the concubine in the 2008 video game Prince of Persia, and Sophie in the English version Showtime. Lucinda Davis. Lucinda Davis sounds familiar. I feel like I've seen her somewhere else. I don't know where. Cameo somewhere, I don't know. And Giancarlo 
is a Canadian actor best known as George Goodwin on Radioactive and Ben Shaw on Fries with That. Okay, that's the only those are the only two shows I remember him from. Which is cool. Anything else on the side here with regards to this the show? I mean, we're not going to find much on Radioactive, I have to be honest with you. It's it's kind of a hidden away show, but a little gem, you know. A nice little gem. It's not a it's definitely no coal in that regards. It's it's got some merit to it, in my opinion. And uh, I hope I can share that and put some light on it for you guys to watch as well. Let's get back to the episode. Oh, I love... Who misses good graffiti on the wall? Like, good graffiti. None, none of that stuff to just make it, you know, ugly and just to put writing on it to mess it up, right? But just nice graffiti. There's something about it that's always nice to have in, like, a lair or a studio. After watching this, I kind of want to have a radio show. What are you talking about? We have a radio show. It's called the internet. It's called podcasting. But just, you know, something about having live live listeners in the room next door, right? Having it in your high school. I mean, if this is inspiring you in any way, go talk to your teacher. Go recommend. Go talk to them and tell them that, hey, back in the day, my older brother, my parents, they had a radio show in their school. They had a form of communication to spread some some joy to all the fellow students. Can we bring that out? Can we hook something up to the intercom? You guys can monitor. You guys can can watch and make sure that we're you know we're not doing anything stupid, or nobody else is coming on and hijacking the mic. Uh, but I think you know just go talk to your teacher or somebody in the media department, uh, somebody that you know might say yes. Don't go to somebody that's going to say no because that never works. It's an old trick, right? I'm sure everybody knows it. Uh, but it would be a cool thing to add. And if those of you have a radio show or a radio channel at your school, uh, and you're a part of it, then uh, don't stop. Keep it going. You never know what can happen with that. Use your own skills. Go online, make a podcast, and and spread some more of that cheer you got going on. Now, I remember this would have been my, fir- my first elementary school because I switched to elementary school, schools after grade, you know, around grade two. But from kindergarten to grade one, I remember... Uh, I remember my elementary school having a, a media room quite similar to this, and I think the inspiration came from student bodies. I could be wrong. Was there was there some kind of a studio in student bodies for those of you that know student bodies to heart? But uh, there was definitely a, a studio in my, my in the original elementary school I went to, and it looked very similar. It was couches, and I always thought to myself, is this for students or is this for special, you know, is this for special students or something? Uh, like, how do I get in there? Am I allowed to get in there? I have no idea. But now thinking about it now, I guess anybody could have gone in. But maybe they did have an age limit where it was only for, like, grade 5 and grade 6. Uh, at the time, it was in kindergarten and grade 1. So I obviously wouldn't have walked in there. But I always remember seeing that room and just being, you know, just wondering what's going on in there. But, yeah, the... Uh, the kid on the left looks much younger than everybody else. He probably looks more like the high school student. There's Morgan. That's right, Mr. Noseworthy. What's the nice guy? And Miss Atoll. Miss Atoll reminds me of one of my English teachers. Just that strict English teacher with proper vocabulary. I wonder if you have that today. I wonder if you do have, you still have that strict teacher that's very passionate about her her trade, her her English trade, teaching the English language, correcting every mistake, every grammatic error. I miss those days. They had the glasses, 
suspended on those little strings, those little wires. Pull those up at any moment to make sure, <laughs> make sure she can get a good view. And there's the credits. Credits are rolling as the actors are finishing up their lines. Now the thing about this is, is this is it pre-recorded laughter? Is there a live audience? Actually, that's probably a good, that's probably a question I would want to ask. I'm sure I can find it online if I did some digging. Um, but I'm just curious. That's the end of the episode, guys. But I'm just curious if if this was filmed in front of a live audience. There's just there's not much, honestly. There's really not much uh, on this. Nah, it's getting me in the mood to watch student bodies and some uh, and some. Are you afraid of the dark? Uh, and just on a little side note, guys, just to kind of plug the YouTube channel. Uh, a couple days ago, I put up a video on uh, it's a Trident gum commercial. If you guys remember Ross Hull, he was he was one of the main actors in Are You Afraid of the Dark when they when they would have the uh, the campfire. Uh, he would be one of the guys telling the stories. Uh, on occasion, and he was also in Student Bodies. And if you Google his picture, Ross Hull, TV actor, uh, I'm sure it'll job, it'll spark your memory. Uh, so there was a commercial, a Trident commercial with that guy. And that was pretty cool. Thought, I thought that was a rare find. Something that, you know, imagine seeing one of the radioactive uh, actors have a little side commercial on YTV. It felt like, felt along that those lines. Uh, actually, in fact, the commercial was a Canadian Trident commercial from the Canadian Dental Association telling you to chew trident and it's, it's good for your teeth but so i'm thinking that that you know that commercial would have never aired in the u.s or anywhere else other than canada so it's a, it is a rare find if you have a chance go check it out i guarantee you won't be disappointed ross hull uh classic 90s actor in my opinion uh, and i think i had a couple friends growing up i actually met him he came to my school he did a little book signing and a bit of a halloween read i remember it was halloween he read a, a little halloween book to everyone in the uh, in the gym, we had a uh, that w- that would have been yeah that would have been kindergarten grade one. I was in grade one, and they, I remember that day they said, "Hey, somebody from Student Bodies and Are You Afraid of the Dark is coming to visit our school," and I, I just remember who is it? Who is it? I'm so excited, and it was Ross Hall. He came in, and then later I found out that Ross Hall was one of my friend's neighbors growing up, and then he moved. He moved somewhere else, but it just so happened he was living on the same street as one of my friends. So it was a topic of conversation again. So maybe we'll meet that guy someday. Who knows? That'd be cool. But I I think I IMBD'd him the other day. And I just want to see if he was still working or doing something. And the last thing I saw, the major thing he was doing was uh, Stargate Atlantis. Uh, one of the Stargates. And I don't know if... I think he's just a one-time appearance character type thing. But just cool. If you're a um, Student Bodies fan or Are You Fit a Dark fan, go check it out. Ah... <sighs> Thursday night. Doesn't get better than that going into Friday. I hope you guys are going to have a good Friday. Lead yourself off into the weekend. Uh, try to do an episode. I like doing Sunday night episodes, uh, Sunday night animation specials, especially on, you know, in Canada. I'm sure in the U.S. too on Fox they would have had it on Global here. Would have had Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, American Dad, all those Simpsons and all those great shows. So it just feels right to watch cartoons Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, and Sunday night. You can never get enough cartoons, right? When I say cartoons, I mean... You know, shows and movies and TV shows from uh, from the 90s. The good stuff. <sighs> With that being said, guys, go check out all the social media crap out there and Facebooks and Twitters and give a big thumbs up and shove it up your ass, all right? I'll see you on the next one. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>